Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Have you ever referred to someone saying they have a short fuse? Or maybe someone has referred to you that way. What do we mean? We mean it doesn't take much at all to set them off, to get them angry, to get them aggravated, to cause them to explode, right? Well, on today's episode, rather than being a short-fused person, we're going to talk about being a long-fused Christian. We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We've talked about the first three, which is kind of our state of being. It's our inward love, joy, and peace. Now, as we come to the next set, we're going to be talking about more of the outward, our actions toward people. Now, these three will provide visible proof of some great work of God that has already been conducted in the heart of the believer. And we're going to start on that today. Now, have you ever been around someone with that short fuse, right? It doesn't take much. And you wonder, is this what's going to set them off? I don't want to say that or act this way because that might be the spark that ignites their fuse. And I don't want to be that, right? I don't want someone to set me off. Some of us are short-tempered. We, we know that about ourselves. It doesn't take much to set us off. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, now long-suffering. Now, what is long-suffering? This word is used 12 times in the New Testament. It literally means long and temper. Two words put together, long-temper. Long emphasizing a stretching and extended. It's opposite of short temper, someone who blows up quickly. It is self-restraint proceeding to action or before you proceed to action. You're able to stop yourself, think it through, then proceed to action. It's the quality of a person who is able to avenge himself. You're able to, yet you refrain from doing so. One writer said it this way, it speaks of steadfastness, of soul under provocation. It includes the idea of forbearance and patient endurance of wrong under ill treatment without anger or thought of revenge. So this, a lot of what long suffering has to do with is when something has occurred to us. And so this is our outward response to people, the way they treat us, the way circumstances may arise in our life. Now you may think of long suffering as patience, And they're similar, but there's also a little bit of a distinction here. Long-suffering deals with self-control in respect to people, right? While patience deals with putting up with things or circumstances. So when you're thinking about long-suffering, it's more specifically in our dealings with people. Patience could be that broad umbrella, but when we're speaking specifically of this word, it's going to be in respect of how we deal with people within self-control in comparison of patience being what we put up with things or circumstances, Long-suffering deals directly with our interactions with people while patience is dealing with circumstances in life. Now, where does this long-suffering come from? It comes directly from the Holy Spirit. It is a fruit of the Spirit. So as we're in close fellowship with God, experiencing love, joy, and peace, the next natural expression is that of long-suffering. If you and I are loving and exhibiting the love, the centerpiece of the Christian life, God's love, We're filled with joy in spite of the circumstances. Remember, joy has nothing to do with happiness. Happiness is based on what's going on. Joy has nothing to do 
with circumstances, it's in spite of the circumstances. Same thing with spiritual peace. But as we have love, joy, and peace, the next thing we should be is long-suffering to those around us. So what does long-suffering do? Well, first it tests. It's an evaluation tool. You see, our ability to be long-suffering with people reveals much about ourselves. It honestly reveals, one, something about our heart, but also reveals about our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. So how do, the, how do you interact with others? Do you or are you known at work or in class or within your friend group to have a short fuse? Do you come back at people? And I don't mean just to kick back and joke and because I do that. We all do that, right? But do you seek revenge? You see, this reveals how you interact with people, if and how you're using the fruit of the Spirit. It reveals if and how close we truly are following Jesus Christ. It reveals if we're being filled with the Holy Spirit. So not only does it test, but it also testifies. You see, long-suffering is not natural, <laughs> And it sticks out to the world. People are not used to someone being long-fused. They're used to people going off. I mean, I, have you been in a restaurant or been in line and the waitress or the server or the uh, person checking them out doesn't get it right and somebody just goes off? Yeah, all it took was the wrong drink or the, uh, the lack of fries or whatever it is, and it sets that person off instantly. They're mad. They're angry. They're speaking uh, rough and disrespectful to that person. That's not long-suffering. And so when you see someone who exhibits this long-suffering, it communicates to those around us. You see, it's a direct reflection of the love that God has towards people. And not only that, it is a powerful witnessing tool to draw others to Jesus Christ. So your ability to be long-fused is a great witnessing tool to others because they're going to wonder, how on earth do you put up with that? How on earth do you not just take their head off? Why on earth do you not just cuss them out? Why on earth do you not slap them? Why on earth do you not spit in their face? Why on earth do you not get back at them? And I'm not saying as Christians we're to be a doormat. I'm not saying because we love people that we're to allow people to walk all over us. No. But when we do stand up for ourselves, we stand up, but we stand up in love. And we don't allow little minimal things to set us off. It needs to be something worthy of a reaction, but that reaction still has to be done in love. And so long-suffering, it tests, it testifies. But what does it look like, like practically speaking? Well, long-suffering is directly from God. It's not our idea. It's not what you and I may want to do, um, but it comes from God. And one verse you think about immediately for me is Second uh, Peter three nine. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, it's the long suffering of God that is withholding His wrath. Wrath. It is the long-suffering of God that leads people to repentance. It is the long-suffering of God that allows for salvation. You see, we all experience God's long-suffering personally every single day of our lives, whether we're a believer or whether we're an unbeliever. Everybody experiences God's long-suffering personally because it's His long-suffering that is withholding His wrath at this very moment. 
He says, Look, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He's coming back. Just because he's not come yet does not mean he's not going to keep his promise because some men count slackness. But his long suffering, you think he's not keeping his promise, but here's the reality. He's long suffering to us or to you and I. Why? He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, the flood, Noah's day, it was through long suffering that God withheld the flood while Noah built the ark and preached to those people, telling them to repent. The church age, our age today, is through long suffering that God is delaying judgment and allowing as many people as possible to believe on Jesus Christ. You see, long suffering, that's what it looks like from God. But also, what does it look like from Jesus? Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, right in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. You see, Jesus is our supreme example. We're to take our next step following him, right? And Jesus was long-suffering to all people. And he empowers us to do the same. What does long-suffering do towards other people? Well, usually it's the opposite and the unnatural thing. It loves. It loves your enemies. Those that are intentionally opposed to you and out to hurt you, long-suffering loves them. Look, it blesses those that curse you. That's what long-suffering does. It does good to those that hate you. And it prays for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. So long-suffering loves, it blesses, it does good, and it prays. It does this towards other people. And that's why it is such a powerful witnessing tool, to draw other people to Jesus Christ. But the true honesty of it is, biblical long-suffering can be difficult to live out. Why is that? Because people can rub us wrong. People can know, hey, they're saying they're Christian. Let me just, you know, people that just know your buttons. They know how to push them, when to push them, and they like to push them. You know those people. And they want to push your buttons to see how far they can push you. And you and I, it can be difficult in the world that we live in, dealing with sinful people. It can be difficult to live out biblical long-suffering. But though it's difficult, it's not completely impossible. You see, because we have the Holy Spirit, it's completely possible that you and I can exhibit biblical long-suffering. It's just up to you and I how we will respond. It's up to you and I how we will be filled, if we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's up to you and I if we'll focus on uh, the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, and peace, because as we focus on those fruit, the natural outworking of that is that of long-suffering. Have you experienced God's long-suffering personally? Have you called on Jesus Christ to save you? Whether you have or haven't, you've experienced God's long-suffering to you personally. Have other people experienced God's long-suffering through you? Do they see that fruit of the Spirit being lived out in your life? Is it drawing them towards Jesus Christ? Because it's a powerful witnessing tool. So as we finish up, how can we apply this? We see all that long-suffering is. Are you a short-fused or a long-fused Christian? If you're short-fused, the Holy Spirit can cause you or create in you to be a long-fused Christian. You just have to seek Him and seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit every single day. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.